Welcome to the teaching ministry of Reverend Daniel Hardy, the senior pastor of Royalty House International, Peter Maddoxburg. Reverend Daniel Hardy has a strong passion for missions and evangelism and has preached the gospel over many years. Join us now for a life-changing experience. Tuesday evening, as we are before you, speak to us, heal us, deliver us, challenge us, and transform us in the name of Jesus. And everybody said, Amen. Amen. Say a louder, Amen. Amen. Wonderful, you may be seated. 
two, two. All right, great. It's working, right? Good. Welcome to Tuesday night special. Um, last week we were sharing a few truths. Is that not so? So we'll continue in that way. How many of you agree that we should finish what we started? Great. So last week we looked at um, Azile. Is that you? Okay. It's good to see you. Last week we looked at... Um, the spirit of this house. All right? And I said that it's important that you and I adapt the spirit that is in operation in this house. Do you get it? Every church has its spirit, every church has its grace, every church has. It's way. But if this is the church you are in, then for you to do well in this church, not only must you accept the way things are done here, you must also adapt it and align yourself with it so that you can flourish in, in this church. Amen. Like today, I was driving with my son, and he was asking me, um, apart from South Africa, do you get it? Apart from South Africa, which other country? No, it's not me. That's what Sir Blatter said when he was saying where the World Cup will be held. He said the 20 world, 2010 World Cup will be held in South Africa. And you didn't complain. You were cheering. Do, do you remember that day? Instead of saying, that's not how to say, you were all cheering. So I accepted that that's a good way of, if you want the people to cheer, say South Africa. Tell your neighbor South Africa. Good. So he was asking me, why are we the only country that drives? He was asking me about other countries. Let's say in England, do they drive on the left side of the road or on the right side of the road. And I, I was saying that I think England is also on the wrong side of the road and Southern Africa is also on the wrong side of the road and other countries drive on the right side. I don't know if you follow. The opposite of right is what? <laughs> you, you, you get it. We, all other countries drive on the right side of the road. Then, Southern Africa and England, they drive on the other side of the road. You can call it left or wrong. Any of them that is fine for you. Okay. Uh huh. So, imagine you have come from Germany where you drive on the right side of the road and you say, listen, I drive on the right side of the road. So, although I'm in South Africa, I'm going to drive on the right side of the road. Do you see? What will happen is that although you are on the right side of the road, you will cause an accident. Why is it so? 
Because everybody in South Africa, we don't care what you think outside Southern Africa, we drive on the other side of the road. And that's the most important rule of driving. Is that not so? No, those of you who have done learners, keep left. You get it. So the same way in this church, you can't come from Zion with a star and a, and a beret and say that, and say that, well, I, uh, look, my mother church is Zion. We, who are the people who sit on the stones in the bush? Or I'm from Shembe. And Shembe, we just wear a long dress and we sit outside. We in our church, we sit inside. Do, do, do you understand? Uh-huh. So if, if we don't have any problem with Shembe, I mean, look, Shembe, Shembe has the easiest way of church building. I mean, easy. All you need is 12 stones. I mean, you paint them white. I mean, Joe, how much is a gallon of uh, um, five liters of white paint, emotion? That's how much? 800. Oh, it's too much. Joe, you are using expensive things for 185 at game. Anywhere, 185. Then the stones you just collect from anywhere at large. And then you paint them. You have a church building. Straight up. I mean, what is so? I mean, why would you spend 7.5 million to buy this edifice when you can gather 12 stones and paint them and the church is working? I mean, all you need is a space under a tree and the church is working. Do you, do you get it? So we don't have any problem with shambanization or Zionic. All we are saying is that they have their way of doing things. And we also have our way of doing things. And if this is where we are, then we must learn the way things are done here and do it that way. How many of you agree with me? Then clap your hands for Jesus. So, when Moses was leading the children of Israel, God said to him, bring me 70 people that you know are elders of the the group. And then I will take the same spirit that I have put on you as the leader and I will put it on all of them. When I do that, leading the people will become easy. So, I mentioned to you last week that until you have the spirit that the leader has, you have not caught the spirit of the house. Hallelujah. Until you think the way the leader thinks, you have not caught the spirit of the house. Hallelujah. And thank God for podcasts. We, tend to, we, we get a chance to hear bishops speak constantly. So it's easy to, as it were, see what is on his mind and also align ourselves with it. That is, this is the reason why when you go to any of our churches in United Denomination, whatever the denomination, you know, we have one big 
um, church, which is UD, United Denominations. Then under United Denominations, we have all our denominations. Loyalty House, Mega Church, Lighthouse, Catch the Anointing, QFC, um, Mustard Seed, First Love, Mission Jesus Kigiri, Mission International Jesus Kigiri, and all these things. No matter which one you are in, you get the feeling that everything is the same. The songs are the same. The preaching is the same. The way the people preach is the same. The emphasis, everything is the same. This happens because we all catch the spirit that is on the leader. And that's how we do the church. Hallelujah. So last week we started to look at eight things you must catch. Or eight areas which you must look out for specially to catch the spirit of the house. We looked at number one was what? The vision of the house. Hallelujah. The vision of the house. And I shared extensively on it. So align yourself and help with the vision we are trying to achieve as a church. Amen. Amen. As, as we are here, we even share the grace. We want to have 1,000 members. It's a vision that we have in the church. We want to have 100 percenters. It's a vision that we have. And my prayer is that each one of you will become a leader of a center to attain the vision. Amen. Amen. We also talked about what? The principles of the house, which is the things we stand by all the time. Then we talked about what? The philosophies of the house, which refer to our general way of thinking. In the church, we have a way of thinking. And once you think that way, now, if somebody wants to speak to me, if the person speaks to Lindo, the person is more likely to get the same counsel that I would have given to the person because she has, when she has caught the spirit of the house. Do, do you get it? So, all of us think in a certain way. And it's important for you to think that way. Number four, we talked about what? The standards. Of the house. And I said, as a church, we have standards which we live by. We don't allow some things in our church. No matter who you are, we don't allow it. Do you see? You go to some churches because somebody is rich. I mean, we don't sit in the church. I call you the richest people sit in front, the poorest people at the back. Because as I look at those who are sitting in front, yes, you are rich, but those at the back, they are equally rich. If you are at the back, say amen. Yeah. We don't come so. Because Joe looks very, very, very bourgeois. Very bourgeois. So we bring Joe, we come sit in the front. And then, because Alan looks like a thief, we put him at the back. He only has that look, but he's not a thief. You know, he, he, he only, not, not you, I just, your name, your name starts with A, so we started with it. I just read a joke now. 
a guy said that he went for training in the Nigerian police to get recruited in the Nigerian police. And they asked them to run 200 meters. So he saw that, ah, he has to do his best. So he ran very fast and he came in first, hoping that that will give him the job. When he arrived, they slapped him a couple of times and beat him. Then they said, look, you were not running like a policeman, you were running like a thief. And they didn't recruit him. You are running like a thief instead of running like a policeman. After church, I'll put it on your platform so that you see it. Hallelujah. So what was I saying? We have our standards and we go by them. Today, let's talk about two, three or four more and then we close. Okay, number one. We also have our doctrines. Doctrines. The doctrines of this ministry. What is a doctrine? A doctrine is a set of teachings on a particular subject. Hallelujah. A set of teachings on a particular subject. As a church, there are some things we teach on. But there are some things which are doctrines of this church. Amen. Amen. One example is the famous example, loyalty and disloyalty. We have more books on loyalty and disloyalty than perhaps any other subject. More books. We have the bestseller, loyalty and disloyalty. Then we have her babies, her children. Those who accuse you, those who are dangerous sons, those who are ignorant, those who leave you. Somebody said, when you are leaving the church and you are saying bad things about the pastor, also remember the good things he did for you. Yeah. He paid for you to get a dress to go to matric ball. He drove you in his car to drop you off at your matric ball. You say you have forgotten. Those who forget. <laughs> and, then, and then those who pretend that they are forgotten. It's also here. <laughs> Remember when he blessed your wedding. And he spoke blessings over it. And you said, no group of people have ever done something like this for you before. Yet, three months later, you are on your own. You have left the church. Yeah. No, I'm not saying this is something somebody said. It's just like the Nigerian police story. I'm not saying, I'm just... Loyalty is a teaching that we have in... It's a doctrine. So we teach about it. Every year, we will teach about it. We teach again and again and again and again on it. We teach on tithing. It's also a doctrine in the church. Tithing. Tithing. Honoring the Lord with 
the first fruit of your increase. We teach it every year, tithing. Yeah, recently I was teaching on tithing and I was saying that to prove that you are not a thief. And I read from Malachi where God said to them, you have robbed me. And you said, wherein have we robbed thee? And he said, in tithe and offerings. So we explain why when you don't pay your tithes, you are a thief. Because Leviticus says that all the tithe, 30, 27, says, all the tithe of the land, or 27, 30, it is the Lord's. And it's holy unto him. So when you take something that doesn't belong to you, you have stolen. Then somebody asked, how do you steal? So how do we steal through offerings? Since offerings are free gifts. So since you are asking, let me answer to you quickly and then we go on. Listen, sometimes people have been so good to you such that Let's say like recently we were going for a birthday party. And my wife said, we have to take a gift. And I said, ah, this, this time we can't go to the shop to go and get a gift. Then my wife said, no, we, we can't go to the party without a gift. Then I said, oh, I agree with you. Why do I agree? Because the person whose party we are going to has been so good to us that the person deserves a gift. So I told my wife, the gift I want to give to the person, I can't give it to the person in a rush. I'll rather take my time. Although I may not be giving it on the day we are going to the party because of the crowds at the mall. I'll rather take my time let the crowds disappear, then we get the gift for the person. Why? Because the person deserves the gift. And when you don't give the gift to the person, you are actually robbing the person. It's the same way when it comes to God. Considering how God has been good to us. Considering how God has been good to us. I mean, imagine that God just decides that we are doing maintenance in heaven or system upgrade in heaven. Of the oxygen department. Oxygen. What is the chemical composition of oxygen? Who says CO? Who, who is that? Who, who is that? Who says CO2? Oh. Please. Please, we want to see who said it. Who said CO2? Around this side. It's around this side. <laughs> from, from computer scientists. Uh-huh. Let's go to real scientists. Please, oxygen is what? Two molecules of what? Oxygen gas. Two atoms. of Atoms or molecules. Make your mind. Einstein and Newton. O2. So two, brother. Just just stay stay with your trade. Stay with your trade. <laughs> Look, my wife has been a scientist for a long time. Anytime I rely on her, I don't go wrong. Please, you said two atoms of what? Oxygen. That is makes one O2 molecule. You hear? Okay. 
and see you. You also here. Good. <laughs> so now imagine that in heaven, Kobe Harley. Imagine that in heaven, God decides that look, maybe because it's just two in there, it's just two atoms. When you breathe in, you have to breathe again. So I now we want, now want to upgrade it to maybe O20. So that when you breathe once, it can be in your system for about five minutes before you breathe again. I don't know if you think that would be a good idea. Because what it means is that from that day, all of us can swim. No, from that day, all of us can swim. Because as soon as we dive into the water, at least for the next five minutes, we are safe. We are safe. Because the only reason why some of us don't swim is because, because of O2. Because when we go into the water, there's something in the water that takes us down. And because we don't have enough of O2, do you see? Look, one doctor friend of mine who swims, she told me that if you lie in the water without moving or panicking, you will come to the top. That's why when people die in the water, they come into the, to the top. So if you can just lie in the water and not move, the water will bring you back up. And it's, it's very simple, but for people like myself, that is very risky. Because before it brings me up, it's like my weight will take me down. And I need some O2. <laughs> and if the O2 is not coming... I will panic. And when I panic, it can't bring me up. Very simple like that. Do you see? So imagine God this. I'm explaining to you why when you don't give an offering, you are stealing. So imagine God decides that, okay, because of Reverend Daniel, we are doing systems upgrade and management in heaven to make the O2 now O20. So, for the next 10 minutes, we are going to stop oxygen supply in the world. Then after, ten, so we are rebooting the system. How many of us will be alive by the time the system reboots? That is why God deserves an offering. And when you don't give it to him, you are a thief. Yeah. You are a thief. Sometimes we even bring, bring it everywhere. I mean, you go to a place, you are eating, a waiter is serving you, being nice to you, everything. When they say give a tip, then you, you frown. Who ordered a tip? What am I using a tip for? Look. Nurses. Waiters and waitresses. You should always be nice to them. No, I'm telling you. And next, the doctor has written what medication you should, and when you should take your injection and everything. And you are being rude to her. And you are not afraid. Hmm. Hmm. 
Then waitresses. Look, I talked to a waitress. She told me, those people who come to buy food and they are rude, we don't mind them. As soon as we see you being rude and everything, we don't say anything. When we go to the kitchen to make your food, we make the... Then they come and say, so you are busy eating. Meanwhile, the one who coughed, she has tuberculosis. TB. She has coughed TB into the food. And you are eating and you are saying, hey, today the food is exceptionally nice. Mm. (laughs) I'm talking about doctrines. And one of our doctrines is tithing. Another doctrine we have in the church is working for the Lord. Yeah, working for the Lord. We teach so much on it. A lot of our books here, many are called what it means to be a shepherd. Art of shepherding. Amplify your ministry. Transform your pastoral ministry. I mean, plenty of them. Church planting. Mega church. Church growth is possible. All these things are towards Everybody working for the Lord. It's also, you must align yourself with it. You can't be in the church and say, as for me, I'm too old, I can't do anything. Or I'm too young, I can't do anything. Or I'm too rich, I can't do anything. Or I'm too poor, I can't do anything. Or I'm too short, I can't do anything. Or I'm too, whatever you are. We expect everybody to get involved in what we are doing. And we teach on it extensively. And you must accept it. And align if you want to grow in this church. Yeah. If you want to grow in this church. You must, align, you must make your timetable, your work schedule, such that you can do something. Not that you just come, sit, go. Come, sit, go. Come, sit, go. No. Next one. The procedures. Of the ministry or of the church. Not only must you get the, what, what did we just talk about? The doctrines, you must also accept the procedures. What is a, what is a procedure? A procedure simply means the way something is done. In every church process, thank you very much. In every church, they have a way by which they do things. In our church also, we have a way by which we do things. Very simple. You, you may have a better way, but that may not be our way. We have our way. And we believe in our way. And our way is good for us. And is good to us. And we can see the fruit because through our way, we have planted 3,500 churches. So our way works. Your way may work better, but our way works for us. Amen. I said your way may work better, but our way works for us. And if you are here, accept it. We have our way. We have our way that we make pastors. Procedure. That you become a pastor. You don't become a pastor in our church by having dreams and visions. You know, pastor, as for me, I am into dreams and visions. The other day I had a dream 
And in the vision of the night, the Lord appeared to me. He was wearing a green shorts and a yellow, a yellow top. Bafana, Bafana, Jesse type. And he said to me, no, we don't do dreams and visions. We believe in them, but we don't make pastors because you dream. Or because you have a prayer accent. And when you speak in the church, we can feel that the spirit of the Lord is really upon you. Hallelujah. It's like you have eaten chili sauce and you have come to stand here and you are talking to us. Yeah. This guy, when he first came to the church, he had some words. He had, he had met some Jews or Hebrew or Shabbat. So, Pastor, what is the Shabbat? I said, Look, brother, I led you to Christ. <laughs> the first thing you should know is that I said, Say after me, dear Lord Jesus. Then you said, Dear Lord, I accept that I'm a sinner. I led you to Christ. You can't now come and tell that you have met some three Hebrew boys. You met him. Where was Daniel? How can you meet Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego? Where was Daniel? Where was Daniel? <laughs> then you can say, you say, I believe in the Shabbat and Shalom. Those are the people who send messages and finish with Shalom. Ah, please. As at the time, even you were meeting them, they had stopped going to the Hebrew church. They, 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 the Hebrew boys, they are backslidden. Come with the Shabbat. What were some of your words? Shabbat and what? Shalom. Yeah. So when you meet him, somebody you have just led to Christ, where you meet him, give him the mic, he'll give you some of his words. Somebody I have just led to say the sinner's prayer. When I see you the next two times I see you, this is how you give Shalom. Mm. When I greet, I would say shalom ach. Look, look at to, something. To ask how are you, mashlomech. Uh, look at something. You know. And look, look at something. Sit down before something happens to you. <laughs> we have our way, our process. Yeah. You come to the church, you give your life to Christ, you are baptized, you go through new believer school. You stay in the church. Gradually, you become a shepherd. You prove yourself over time. You write exams. Yeah. Then now, you go through everything. We have something we call 700 points. Until you have 700 points, we even consider making you a pastor. Yeah. And they don't come through dreams and visions. No, no. 700 points. Not you are speaking Hebrew. You know. (laughs) A hair, a shell, a hair. Which is, I am that I am. A bruku, a bruka. <laughs> what is written is written. Dagrafa, dagrafa, I tell you. That's Latin. A hair, a shell, a hair. I am that I am. When you get the severe point, then we can now make you a pastor, sheep, shepherd. Pa- 
substance. Simple process. That's what we believe. We don't, you can, I've come from this Bible school in Taiwan. Taiwan, I'm a rabbi from Taiwan. We don't care. <laughs> we say what? We don't care. You, have, you go through new believer school. It's our process. Oh, pastor, you know, in my former church, I mean, I was the one who was really, really assisting the pastor. We don't care. Go to New Believers School. So that we know that we all believe in the same thing. You finish. Collect 700 points. Which counts with so many things. Camp meetings, exams, everything. When you finish collecting the 700 points. Look, by the time you finish collecting the 700 points, the church has gone into you. Yeah, Yeah, then we now make you a pastor. Very simple. Yeah. We have, I mean, we have our procedures. If you are in the church, you want to get married, you go through counseling for six months. It's very simple. So you know you are going to get married in 2019. January, you have to start counseling. You can't come two minutes to the date. I said two and a half minutes to the date you want to marry of the wedding. He said, please, I want to marry in two minutes 30 seconds time. Come and marry us. Six months counseling. Go through it. We have our process. And Pastor, you see, Pastor, I have a certain church member. This man, certain member, there are really, really church members that I love them very much. And they want to get married, you see, but there's a something that you don't know. So, because of the something, we want to even do it quickly and do it on Wednesday. We are not doing anything quickly. We don't do, we are not in a rush to go anywhere. The, the quickest we can do it is after six months. That's the quickest. I mean, high speed. You want to marry in the soonest possible. Six months. Yeah, that that is as that is quick, high speed marriage. Yeah. So if Wauzi wants to marry you, you need six months. Yeah, six months. Six months. Oh, but pastor, I've been in the church for a very long time. Yes, we know. You have been in the church for... Which means you had enough time to do the six months. Very simple. Six months counseling. Take you through all of it. Then we bless that day. We, no matter how much pressure you put on us, we will move. Do you get it? I mean, let's say, as we are standing here, there's no wedding between January and June 2019. Hey, Pastor, what if Jesus comes? Even better. Your wedding will be in heaven. Your wedding will be in heaven. Oh, if you to be nice, I mean, imagine if Jesus himself is officiating your wedding. I mean, to be nicer. In heaven. Venue. Imagine that your venue is heaven. No decorations needed. The place is already beautiful. Yeah. That's another case. It's not, I mean, that's also another case. I hear that in heaven there's no husband and wife. That's also another case. But I'm telling you that if you don't have sex, you, 
there's no wedding between January and June. The earliest wedding is July. Because you need six months. No matter how much you are burning. Say, Pastor, I'm burning, I'm roasting. Call the fire service. Call fire service. Yeah, fire service. They put... You will cool down. They, they shouldn't even use water. They should use ice water. Shh, you will cool down. <laughs> yeah, and come and do the six months. <laughs> One of the, our systems of training in the church is what we call lay schools. It's our procedure to, make, to train people. There's no other way. Lay schools. School of what? School of the word. School of solid foundation. School of evangelism. Victorious living. Apologetics. I think now there are even six. Leadership. It's for first love. Okay, it's also a way. You go through all this. No amount of singing will compensate for this one. Somebody say amen. amen. I said no amount of singing. Oh, pastor, add all the choir ministrations to it. It's not part of the schools. It's not one of the schools. It's not one of the schools. It's the way we have, oh, you have been playing drums. Add it. No, it's not part of it. Oh, I've been leading prayer. There's no school of prayer. Yeah. Another way we do things, we take two, two offerings in all our services. Two offerings in all our services. First offering, second offering. That's it. It's our way of doing things. Two offerings. Maybe Shembe, because they are into quick church buildings, they don't take two offerings. That's fine. We don't have a problem with it. I mean, I, I saw on, 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 my, on a, a video yesterday a pastor criticizing another pastor who's raising funds. And my wife was asking, so how does he build his church? Because he was preaching in a very beautiful church. Do you see? How does, where, where does he generate money from to do the church? We don't know. We, we need that money to build the church. And we are not, it's our way. First offering, second offering. You just accept it. Very simple. We have scriptures for it. We won't even give you scripture. This is our way of doing things. If it doesn't sit well with you, find another church. You see, like Triple M Ministries. Do you see? Then you go there for your church service. It's also good. Yeah. More money ministries. Triple M. Yeah. Procedure. Very simple. Very, 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 very simple. You go through lay schools. We take two offerings. To marry, you go to six months of counseling. So you know. So as you are spying the girl and you are budgeting marriage, you also budget counseling. Uh, pastor, but I've always been working with Lady Pastor, and when she's talking to people, I hear a lot of things that she has been saying. So I know a lot of things about marriage. 
we still don't care. You must go through six months of counseling. Simple. And it has worked. It, good question. Did Sino go through six months of counseling? She did. She did. She did. We don't do the counseling at the pulpit. That's why you don't see it. But she did. Went through counseling. Here, there, every Sunday, every day, like that. You will see her here at dawn. Doing counseling because her beloved was on the other side of the world. In the other side, or or on the other side. Both are right, anyway. So you see, at dawn, she's here doing a, a video call. Then the counselor is in Jamaica. Counseling them from Jamaica. So they all connect. Thank God for technology. Going through counseling whilst you are sleeping. Yeah, it's our way of doing things. Accept it. Next one is what? After procedure, you have what? Emphasis. I'm closing. Emphasis. Look, don't, don't put us under pressure. Do you get it? To change the procedure, the way we do things. Yeah. Eh? The, the funeral we are doing is on Sunday. Meanwhile, you know that Sunday morning. We are doing church. Are you so much in a hurry to get rid of the relative? It's a Sunday. See the way the place is quiet. We've come to a very touchy subject. Uh, Pastor, look, if you put the funeral Sunday morning, you have just made it impossible for us to come to the funeral. That's it. You have just made it impossible for us to come to the funeral. Yeah. Invariably, what you are saying is that that Sunday, because of your funeral, we should not have church. 200 plus people should not come to church. That's what you are saying. Yeah. Place is very quiet. You guys really like dead people. Sure. I mean, like, look, I'm going for, for Sino's wedding the next week. This weekend, there's a funeral in P. The whole church, they expect me to come for the funeral this weekend. This, I mean, I... Without say, even including Nomkita and all of them. Yeah, it's like, I should come for the funeral. You have a pastor there. Then the next weekend, I'm back there again for a wedding. Or I should just come for the funeral and not come for the wedding. I, I chose the wedding date. We've planned this wedding from long. I should skip it and come for a funeral. You really like dead people, you know? I mean, I don't have any problem with dead people. I mean, I didn't kill the person anyway, but I mean, I don't have any problem. You have just gone ahead of us. Eventually, we'll come and meet you there. But listen, let's be realistic. Let us be what? Realistic. Yes, we know you are in pain and everything. But you want the church's involvement. 
Sunday morning, we come to church. Why don't you do your funeral on Saturday? Why don't you do it Sunday afternoon? Yeah. The church is very quiet. After church, I'll become very unpopular, but... That's how life is. C'est la vie. The next one he says is what? Emphasis. Every church has their emphasis. Some churches emphasize on miracles. Some churches emphasize on prosperity. Some churches emphasize on marriage. Some churches emphasize on... I mean, every church and what they emphasize on. And we believe in all these things. But our emphasis is on the word of God. Teaching the word of God. Teaching and preaching the word of God. And so winning. That's, that, these are the two things we emphasize. That's why when you come to church, it's not every day you come to church that we pour oil on you. I mean, every day you come, Lord, you say, Hmm, my God, I feel something. I feel something. I feel, I see a blue dwarf. A blue dwarf, he has been following you. Receive it, receive it, receive it, receive it, receive it. You. Mm. I see a man. My, 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 my. He has side bends with three lines in it. Like Adidas. Is looking in your direction. But there's a black cloud. So he cannot see through the cloud. Come on, receive. Receive oil for the light. So that you can shine. For him to see you. You, you are due for a promotion. Come on, drink it, drink it, drink it, drink it. We have special services where we pour oil. But we don't come. I mean, there are some churches every Sunday when you are going, you must take oil. You must take oil. And we believe in the anointing oil. Next year, I'm going, God willing, I'm going to have a convention. I'm going to preach on the anointing oil. Yeah. One of those fearful conventions. Anointing oil. Yeah. But it's not every Sunday. I mean, if every Sunday, then when you are coming to church on Sundays, you have to wear the municipality blue overall. <laughs> yeah, because I mean, I mean, I can't wear my white shirt that I've spent a lot of money to buy. Every day you are pouring oil into it. You will spoil the shirt. You will spoil the shirt. Every day you are oiling the hair of the ladies. Meanwhile, they went to the saloon the week before they came. That, that week went to the saloon. Hey. Why? No. We emphasize on teaching and preaching the word of God. Teaching. That, that's why a lot of our messages have to start with how, 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 how to be rich. How to do well. How to be great. How to serve the Lord. How to work for the Lord. How, how, how. Teaching the word of God. Yeah. Teach you. Straight. We don't 
come to church. Even last Sunday when I was talking about prophecies, I didn't come to sit there and say, um, ah, I see, I see three people going, going, going to the east. You will come back with a blessing in your hands. If you see, you say amen. amen. Now, one, two, three at the back. Stand up. I have a prophecy for you. Mm. The Lord God has put me. A great opportunity is coming before you. Take it now. It's yours. Um, I prophesy to you. Tomorrow around this time, you will get a phone call. That will be your deliverance. No. You were born for this. Yeah. No, we teach you. We teach you the word of God. Teaching. Teaching the word of God. Very simple like that. That is our emphasis. And then we teach. So winning. Look, when you come to the church, you have been in the church two weeks, we send you go and win souls. Go and win souls. Even the, it, it will be your first time. You say, go and bring your friends. It's not all so winning. The first time we talk to you, how are you? Say, I'm fine. Eh? Oh, you're fine. Good. Have you heard of Basentes? You will get to know. Follow this guy. He will show you. Stay it. That is our emphasis, George. That's our emphasis. That's our emphasis. We don't emphasize on anything else. Although we believe in all these things. We believe in faith. We preach about them. We believe in miracles. We preach about them. We believe in prophecies. We preach about them. We believe in love. We preach about it. I mean, we preach about all these things. But what do we emphasize? The word emphasize means to lay, to hammer on something. To hammer on something extra. That's our emphasis. So winning. So win. So everybody in the church will drive you towards that conclusion. You have to win souls. Accept it and work with it. Accept it and work with it. That's it. And then finally, the anointing. The anointing that is in this house. The anointing. I mean, there's nothing like the anointing. After all these things, without the anointing, you can't do much. The anointing, which is the supernatural grace of God upon the ministry. The supernatural grace of God that is upon the ministry. There are certain things that as a church, God has given to us by reason of the anointing that he has placed on the leader of the church. I mean, you go to churches that have, I mean, 12,000 members. They can't start a branch. They one congregation, end of story. They can't start a branch. Because that grace is not there. When they gather Sunday, by the close of day Sunday, 12,000 people have come to church. But they can't even start a branch on the next street of where the church is. You say, oh, well, Pastor, do, you just need to take a thousand of the 12,000 and you go and put them at another venue and then church has started. You are thinking like that because you are in a house where that grace is there. So it's easy for you to think. But to them, they cannot. You take the thousand people there, they will all disappear. Though even say, ah, 
Why did you choose me? Are you sucking me from the church? You don't want me to be in the... It's because the pastor doesn't like me. That's why they've chosen me to go to be part of this thousand people. You will see, all of them will leave the church. But we... We see even one person, you are here, so you know something, pastor? Um, I'm finishing my course. I'm going to Riches Bay. Start a church. We don't have, we won't argue with you. The next thing is that, okay, start a church there. Start a church there. Hey, pastor, I can't start a church. Okay, start a bar center. When you get six members, we'll, we'll take it from there. Yeah, it's a grace. That's how come one church that started from a classroom has given birth to 3,500 churches. It's an anointing that is here. Accept it and flow with it. Accept it and flow with it. Yeah, accept it and flow with it. There's a soul winning grace upon the church. Accept it and flow with it. That's why Bishop is going all over the place doing Healing Jesus campaign. It's a grace. And he's doing some of the biggest... I met a pastor on Saturday. When he, I mean, he didn't know that we were part of Bishop's ministry. So, when he saw the book, he looked at the book. So, so this ministry is part of Doug Mills. That's what he said. Doug Mills' ministry. I said, yeah, it is his church. So I've heard of that guy. I said, really? So yeah, I heard of his crusades. He's having some of the biggest crusades Africa has ever seen. Yeah, that's what the guy told me. Yeah, outsider. How did he hear of Bishop? From the crusades. Yeah. There's an anointing for people to become leaders. Ordinary people, once upon a time, I was an ordinary church member like you. Some of you are even better church members like, than me. Yeah, I close with this one. Because I was just a church member. Before, George, they told me, listen, look at me and listen. When I came, they asked me. First, they said, all first timers should come for juice and biscuits. At this place, I said, Look, I have juice and biscuit in my house. I'll never come for any juice and biscuit. That's first one. So, no first timers meeting, no filling of form, nothing. So, when I was going, one of these nice shepherds who are in the church who love the Lord, I mean, Mr. Kaiba type of church members, they followed me to go and catch me outside. And they asked me, they, they were just trying to be nice to me. They said, what, what ministry are you in? They were just, it's a pickup line. I said, look, I'm in the ministry of finance. What ministry are you in? The guy was just confused. Then he asked me, he said, oh, where do you live? I said, look, Baba, what, what do you need where I live for? What are you going to do with it? So, so that we can come and visit. I said, look, I don't even want to see any of you in my house. Stay in your house. I also stay in my house. 
if you come to my house, I would never come to this church again. So nobody visited me in my house. <laughs> what a sheep. Very difficult first timer. I said, not even one. The first person to visit me in my house from the church was the pastor himself, Dr. Ogo. And even though I had been in the church for about six months or a year, he was looking for somebody. So then he arranged with me that he would come and pick me up and then we'll go and look for the person. So, not a problem. I'll be waiting for you. Then that face passed. I said, some of you are even better church members. That face passed. Then I, I've become serious in the church. So I was doing sound. You see where this, the white girl and the two black boys are. So we're doing the sound. We're doing the sound, doing the sound. Pastor is preaching. Checking my time. Because I need to go to the stadium. So on Sunday. So I say to myself, look, twelve o'clock, I'm gone. Whether you have finished preaching, you have not finished preaching. That is your problem. Don't make it mine. So I do the sound. And you know the way your pastors are, they'll preach. Then they'll turn around to go back. By the time they turn again, there's nobody behind the sound. Gone! Gone! After the last time I checked, your microphone was working. So what have you done to it? (laughs) Gone. To go and watch football. Yeah, going to, to the stadium to go and watch football. No, I'm not going to play. I'm going to watch them play. <laughs> Still, somebody saw me and said, this guy, he can become a pastor. This guy, this soccer-watching guy, he can become a pastor. Worked on me and worked on me and today I'm a pastor. It's a grace upon the church. It's a grace that is in the church. When we see everybody, we can see how they can become serious and become pastors. I mean, if you take somebody like Miller, just a few, Miller, stand up so that they know who I'm talking about. That bearded guy. I mean, January, January this year, you never would have expected Miller to be in the church on a Tuesday evening. Is, Is he lost? Is he lost? Are the police looking for him? <laughs> or what? Or are the lights off? Even when we say we are going to visit him, he tells us that he's at the gym. Can you imagine? The pastor has asked somebody to call you that. We, we, they have called you earlier in the day that this evening we will come and visit you. A week before. We called him a week before. Gave him seven days notice. After seven days. When we say we are now coming. He said he's at the gym. He's lifting weight. When he, when he finishes he will let us know. I said this guy. He's just like me. <laughs> so now, yeah. But today that's Miller. Do you get it? It's a grace. It's a grace that is upon the church. It's an anointing. Accept it and catch it. Yeah. 
makes look the most useless looking person. You close your eyes by the time you open your eyes again. That he's the pastor of the church. Because this church I'm talking about that were turning off the sound and disappearing. My wife and I were the first pastors from the church. Apart from the people who were sent to go and start the church. We were the first like sheep who have my wife because she was she came with the people. Me, sheep who have come to the church as sheep or as goats. <laughs> to become out of all the when I came, all of them they were serious in the church and then I'm the one at the back. First person to become a pastor in the church. First. It's a grace for somebody to look at you and say, don't worry. We know you. We know you are papalas, but you become a pastor. (laughs) It's an anointing. Accept that anointing that is upon this church and let it work in your life. What are the eight things as we close? Number one is what? The vision of the house. Number two is what? Principles of the house. Number two, three is what? The philosophies. That is the general way of thinking. Number four is what? The standards. You can't have seven boyfriends and you are sitting in the church. Yeah. You can't. Then Sunday you come and stand on the stage. You want to sing. No. Five is what? The doctrines, the teachings, tithing, evangelism, loyalty. Number six is what? The procedures. I said to the quickest marriage takes how many months to make? Justice, the quickest marriage takes how many months? Six months. Number seven is what? Emphasis. And number eight is what? Put your hands together, stand to your feet as you feel. Please, no movement going outside. Settle where you are, please. Just stand to your feet. Just pray for yourself shortly and say, Lord, help me. Pray about these eight things quickly as we go. Help me to accept the vision of the house. Help me to accept the principles of this house, the philosophies of this house, the standards of this house. The doctrines of this house, the what again, the procedures of the house, the emphasis, and the anointing of this house. Pray wherever you are, just pray as we close. Pray as we close. Pray as we close. Lord, help us. Help every one of us, each one of us. Help us, help us, help us, help us, help us, help us, help us. Maso pale kosi payala, kimola palaba branda lababa branda lababa branda lababa branda lababa. Help us, help us, help us, Lord. Help us, O God. Help, help us, O God. Help us, O God. In the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. Lift your hands. Let us pray, Father. Behold, every hand that is lifted up. Grant us the grace to catch the spirit of this house. Help each and every one. You know our area of struggle and our area of difficulty. Help us to to accept 
to align ourselves with the spirit that you have put in operation. Let us emphasize on the things that are emphasized in this ministry. Let us follow the systems and the procedures of this ministry. In the name of Jesus, I curse the voice of the devil. May his voice be shut in our lives. Let your spirit be upon us and speak to us. We thank you. We bless you. In Jesus name. Amen. Pray this prayer with me. Say dear Lord Jesus. I accept. That I'm a sinner. Please forgive me. Of all my sins. I believe. That you died for me. And you rose again. I confess you. As the Lord of my life. Thank you Jesus. For dying to save me. Amen. Wonderful. Put your hands together for the Lord. And you may be seated. We believe you have been blessed by this life-transforming message by Reverend Daniel Harley. For more information, contact us at 204 Peter Kirchhoff Street, Peter Maritzburg, or call 078-038-2166. God richly bless you.